0: i think we all also like have the same mindset of like an album should be an album yeah like if you're going to sit down and listen to an album it should be a full listening experience
1: hello and welcome to where the living room used to be a podcast about rhode island's music scene
2: Hey everyone, it's James. My guest on this episode is Ryan Coit of the band Dreamwell, as well as their solo project, Dwelling. In our conversation, we cover Ryan's early days playing music, how their guitar sound has evolved over time, and what it's been like touring, writing, and recording with the bands that they're in. Speaking of that, Dreamwell has a fantastic new album called In My Saddest Dreams, I Am Beside You. That is set to come out on October 20th, and we take a deep dive into everything that went into the making of this record. I highly recommend you check this out, and you can do that because pre-orders are up now on Dreamwell's Bandcamp page, or you can head over to prostheticrecords.com. Thanks so much for checking this episode out. If you dig it, please share and tell a friend about the show. It would truly mean a lot, and enjoy!
0: I am born and raised from New Bedford, Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad always played the guitar, so music was kind of just like always in my family. Okay. Um, so there was never a moment where I wasn't listening to music or not having an instrument around. To mess yeah, with. like what was he listening to? Uh, my dad was a big like Beatles fan, Yeah. but he... Like, later teetered off into, like, more folky stuff. Like, a lot of, like, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Okay. And, uh, uh... Like, Cat Stevens.
1: Yeah, like that. And, like, it's all like, those, like... Jim Crow cheers. Like,
0: something. weird yeah, acoustic, yeah. like... Yeah, like, I was, like, listening to open-tuning, like, Midwest emo, <laughs> like, prototypes already. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm kind of, like, playing exactly what my dad would listen to, except that I just call called a different thing nowadays.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh
0: so yeah my dad always listened to a lot of like acoustic folkier stuff and then my mom was kind of the metalhead oh really so I got like Van Halen and Kiss oh and nice Black Sabbath all from her yeah um yeah and then eventually just kept going with other family members and finding music from so then became my brothers and then yeah my stepbrothers after that yeah uh but yeah that's I, cool I think i got my first guitar when i was like seven okay i originally wanted to be a drummer yeah but uh there is like the 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 second i mentioned like wanting a like a drum set for christmas or whatever like immediately (laughs) the conversation of the house i would overhear was just like well you know drum sets are really loud and big and like we're gonna put that and so immediately i was like oh yeah. I'll just get a guitar if it's easier kinda of deal. Oh, okay. Like I yeah, like I'll just get the quiet thing that won't bother everybody else's life. Yeah. <laughs> so Do you that, remember what
1: you got? Like
0: Oh, uh, I, I got like a, a, a mini squire strat. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's and my mom still.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Dig it. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that was yeah, that was my first guitar.
1: And then how did you learn to play? Um I
0: didn't I started taking lessons like when i was uh, i don't know 10 maybe okay yeah and i took lessons for like seven years but i was absolutely the worst student in the world like i would (laughs) never practice or (laughs) be prepared for any lessons uh so i'm very sorry john fernandes my my teacher he he tried so hard to (laughs) teach me the proper way and know all the theory but i was a shitty kid that didn't practice
3: <laughs> yeah
1: uh or were you still playing
0: like yeah, during the
3: week yeah. but
1: just weren't practicing the stuff
3: right i would just kind of like
0: learn songs and stuff mm-hmm. and um you know when you are someone's teacher for six years eventually you kind of learn how to be like oh, okay this kid's not doing the sheet music in the book eventually you would finally be like so did you like write anything this week or something and then I kind of like over the years shifted into me just like Showing him things I was writing, and then he yeah, would explain okay. what I was writing, and I'd be like, "Cool, don't know what that means, but here's the next thing." And yeah. it'd just kind of be constantly that over and over. Because uh, you were just playing by ear of just what you, what yeah. you liked, or basically. like I'd learn by like tab at home. Okay, because I, I just sheet music. Mm-hmm. I just I can't process it <laughs> quickly enough to like actually read it and play it. I just. It, it, does not work for me. Yeah, you like, you're like so, reading
1: and be like, "All right, here's the note." And like I can <laughs> sit
0: there and eventually like piece it out bit by bit, but at the end of the day, I'm not learning the thing by reading it. I'm just playing it until it sounds right. Yeah, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I didn't grow up with anybody that played any instruments or anything.
3: So, oh, okay.
0: Like my like first, your age, you mean? Or, yeah, or, yeah. It was like it was just a lot of like kids that were interested in sports.
1: Oh, okay that I grew up with
3: yep.
0: and I wasn't really huge on sports mm-hmm. so it took until like high school like my sophomore year till I got like my first like actual band yeah star. so my friend uh, Ramsey at the time was trying to get a band started with him but then he ended up joining a band with this dude called Matt that was like our emo like grandfather basically just taught us everything that was like within the emo music scene and every good emo band and all that yeah and so he started being in the band with him and after a couple months of that they were finally like oh hey we need another guitarist i was like oh yeah sure i'll join that so i did that and that was like a hardcore band called narrow path Mm -hmm. um i played my first show ever with that band
3: cool what was that and
0: that was at 3065 in uh uh, Wareham, Mass. Cool. And that was cool, yeah. This band, uh, the like big deathcore band Swornin' was supposed to like headline that show. Mm-hmm. And I guess like their band broke down in Ohio or something, so they never made it. Yeah. And like, I just remember being the most bummed in the world because like <laughs> that was like completely what I was into at the time was this stupid deathcore shit. And I was like oh damn. Yeah. Oh, no. And, like, meanwhile, I'm just, like, standing, like, still on stage with a practice amp, like, terrified.
1: <laughs> Why are you looking at me, you know?
0: <laughs> and, like, my, I like, I hadn't, like, been to a hardcore show before this either. So I was yeah. just like, oh, someone's nose is bleeding. Oh,
3: yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. This is really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and then that band did not last very long. And then... Uh, actually, <laughs> driving home from that show, we had a flat tire, and we oh, got wow. stranded on the highway in the middle night. And, and of course had to like call our parents and be like, "Oh,
3: you're
0: yeah. stuck in Wareham. we like, need to come <laughs> get us." was so, like, "I should never let you go out there anyway. Yeah. This is why we don't allow you to do shit." And I was just like, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Of course, the first time I finally have freedom.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, then that... Because, yeah, like, how old were you when...
0: Uh, I was 16. Okay. Um, And then that shortly fizzled. Mm-hmm. And then me and Ramsey went and started another band called Century. And that was the first band I ever, like, recorded something properly for. Mm-hmm. Uh So that was really cool. Um, and what
1: kind of stuff was that? That was, like...
0: I was going through my like Touche Amore like mm-hmm. piano's become the teeth like uh phase really hard so it was like a like post hardcore-y band yeah but like yeah it was it, honestly it was kind of like the Dreamwell prototype band oh right is like what it was if yeah. <laughs> I like, like put a real proper uh term to it yeah um but yeah so that was cool I was uh i think that was it was my senior year and um i'd been playing like lacrosse all of high school yeah and i was never like used into it but i was good enough to be on the team somehow yeah and uh senior year was like kind of a mess and um it was lacrosse season when we were going to go record the ep that we were doing and so i went to my coach and i was like hey is it cool if I, like, miss this week of practice because, like, I'm going to be going to a studio after school and, like, r- recording this EP. So, I'm, like, that I kind of want to do that. And yeah. It like, gave me the whole, like, oh, well, it's sports. This should yeah. be your priority. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not going to be doing this, then I don't think there's going to be room for you on the like, bench to come next week. And i was just like, okay, well. I guess I'll see you around.
4: Yeah, yeah. And
0: <laughs> that was the end of my lacrosse career that week. And then yeah, I just yeah. went and recorded an EP. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was like four songs by, uh, and the dude that recorded it is this guy, Clinton Lisboa. Uh, I forgot the name of the studio that he was doing at the time, but now I believe he uh, records out of Trailer Park.
3: Okay. University,
0: like out in Westport.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, or, uh,
0: and he also yeah. plays guitar in a band called Half-Hearted Hero. Okay. So, like, they're a yeah. bigger, like, New Bedford band that, like, got some exposure and did decently well. Yeah, cool. And then that band eventually died.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But that was cool. That was, like, my first, like, real band of, like, mm-hmm. actually going out and playing shows, like, a decent amount.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh actually, like, meeting people within the music scene. kind of like a two year gap where I just like wasn't really in any bands, because again, the area didn't have a lot of it musicians, was... so it was like, eh.
1: Yeah. Uh, but Dreamwall started mm-hmm. around then, right? Like 2017-ish, right? Or...
0: Yep. And so how did that
1: come together?
0: Basically, like that whole time, like, me and Ramsey kept trying to get something started. Um, and while we were in Century, we met this band uh anyone anyway Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: eventually like one of us like reached out to them and was like hey do you like know anybody that is looking to be in a band and they it was either nick or colin He was like oh yeah we um there's this dude justin he plays bass and Mm -hmm. i don't think he's i think he's like left the band like a little while ago so he might be like looking for something and uh so we linked up with Justin and basically started Dreamall and then uh we didn't even have like Anthony doing drums at first like we had somebody else Mm -hmm. that was like jamming for a bit and then they stopped showing up and then just like con- to stop
1: showing up or yeah,
3: basically. Yeah. I mean, like,
0: it yeah. just like stops responding to messages yeah. kind of the it. it was like, Oh I yeah, I'm busy like a day later. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. We yeah. Got the picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Justin was good friends with Anthony and was like mm-hmm. in bands with him already. And
1: okay. So it was already kind of like the rhythm section.
0: Yeah. So were. Justin like eventually convinced Anthony, uh, come back in because uh, Anthony was like a father of a 13-year-old at the time. Okay. So he was like kind of full dad mode. Yeah. And was like, I eh, can't really like commit to things. I kind of, you know, have priorities I have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So eventually Justin just like swayed him. To, he was like, yeah, no, it's not going to be anything serious. It's like come my own jam. it will be fun." <laughs> he was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was going good for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we are like yeah we could use another guitarist probably yeah and then I think Ramsey made a post on the Facebook realms and we found Aki through that and then she showed up
1: and then we were a (laughs) band yeah and where were you based out of was it because obviously you know we're yeah like here in in Providence and in Pawtucket and stuff but was that
0: so Justin and Anthony are the ones that are like born and raised Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin's from East Providence, still lives in East Providence. Uh, I think Anthony bounced around a bit. He's living in Warwick right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was living in Tiverton at the time oh, okay. when we started as a band. I was still living in New Bedford with Ramsey, and Aki had just moved from. She graduated from the University of Miami and moved to Boston so okay we were kind of like the triangle of the Attleboro area which is where we practiced and still practice because that's where Justin's grandmother has a farm and she has been just nice enough to let us live there every weekend for the last seven years give wow. or take yeah
1: that's cool is that what you guys do like you're yeah. practicing that that much that often
0: uh, well it depends if for like generally speaking you're that's what you're when like we are just fully writing and like we'll take we try to like do like weekend like uh, like writing sessions where we'll just do like one really late night and then oh yeah like one really late night and then crash and then wake up and then spend the rest of the day writing Mm -hmm. and then eventually go home so like a Saturday into Sunday type deal yeah um, but yeah, and we kind of only have that luxury because of yeah the barn. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It's, cool. it's just like a it's just like a second guest house basically on the property. Yeah, That was an old barn and it's got renovated.
1: That rules. Yeah,
0: and there's cows <laughs> and everything. So, <laughs> nice. You know, if they start moving, we you know like we wrote a good good riff or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that where some of your band shots are taken? Because a lot of them are in yeah. fields as well, right? So uh, not it? the
0: latest, newest ones, but all the ones for the like modern grotesque cycle we're all done at the barn actually i'm a liar uh the ones of us on like the couch yeah uh, that one's like in the barn uh living room
3: oh
1: okay yeah wow
0: yeah <laughs> and all those props were just like from the house
1: this is cool yeah <laughs> I <had no> idea. <laughs>
0: yeah we, we were like trying to like keep the barn and the lore as like much as we possibly could of just like well, it's like our home, so we got to like make sure there's like pictures of us there. Yeah, yeah. But we've kind of ran out of like spots where we can possibly take <laughs> new pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've already done the cow field.
3: So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, like every corner of that property we've done. We've been on the roof. We have some pictures of us on the roof, just sitting on the roof. Wow. Because that was a day where we gave up and we're like, I don't know, we can go sit on the roof. What
3: else do we have? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah
1: uh yeah um i'd love to talk a little bit about yeah some of the recordings since we're we're on Dreamwell well and then yeah, we'll get course. into the to the new record um you know you're welcome to talk about it or you mm-hmm. can, or not just because uh i know some of the stuff has been removed from Bandcamp and streaming the like the first record if yeah. there's a, if there's a reason for that we can skip it um or know, if you want to talk about no, it we can,
0: but, we can talk about it it's not like a Cease and desist. Oh yeah, no, I didn't know. So were just, yeah, were just um, like, oh yeah, there's no, that So, um, so the dude I've been talking about, Ramsey, he was um, our original vocalist for Dreamwell. Yeah. Okay. So he's on that album that like is not on any of the streaming uh, the platforms. The distance grows fonder. Which yeah. Was,
1: like, September
0: 2017. Um, yeah. Eventually, uh, we kind of just like got all at a point where he was like starting a pretty decent career at. Uh, I I can't say the name of the company a big mobile gaming uh place okay and so he just kind of got really busy in a career yeah it was sort of a situation where like he'd probably be moving to california yeah a couple years or so which he ended up doing and it was just like you've got like a career to worry about maybe yeah that should be the path right now yeah and that's what he went and did yeah and so eventually we ended up landing with KZ as a vocalist, finally. Uh, Which I was in a Doom band for a little bit with him, which I met him at, like, one of Dream World's first shows because the band, the Foma Twins, that he was in, played. And then that's the band I ended up joining and then ended up leaving. And then eventually was like, hey, KZ, we need a vocalist. And he was like, okay, why didn't you call me a year ago? And then, yeah. Um, yeah. But... We recorded the the distance like by the uh, so we basically like started being a band in, like the beginning of a summer like end of a spring. Uh, by the end of that year, was like when we had all those songs for that mm-hmm. and uh, Aki is a sound engineer. So she already had, like, her own studio that was in Somerville, okay. Mass. And we kind of just, like, wanted something recorded. Because, yeah. like, as a band starting out and you don't have any music for anybody to listen to, yeah, you like, kind of just, like, want something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so originally it was going to be just, like, a demo kind of thing. And then we were like, oh, we could do, like, a couple of interludes and, like, kind of call it, like, an album. So in, like, the weeks leading up to actually recording it, we were like, Wrote those and we're like, okay, yeah, let's go record it. Yeah. And did that. Uh, and so, yeah, we had that and that existed. Uh, but, I mean, at, at least for me, it always kind of felt like a demo. Yeah. And it, it existed as that. And the second Gaze joined the band, we stopped playing any of the songs, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like a, well, we don't form any of these songs. Yeah, I don't really remember how to play them. If I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. And uh, quick, name a song at the end album. of the day. It's a demo. If somebody has it and found it and they got to listen to it, that's cool. But yeah, at the end of the day, we kind of just have to retire it because <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah, it's just it's not us anymore, really, as a band either. Yeah. So
1: no, you've, it seems like you've definitely like, yeah,
0: it was, it was, it was like even like things where it's like oh we like forgot to. Mike like the toms like on the drum oh kit. really like, yeah it was, like theres so <laughs> many like things like that where it's just like yeah it's, it's just it's it's not our greatest like shining yeah. light it's, it's okay yeah um but yeah now there's like now there's like some articles where it's like oh dreamo's like second album oh dreamo's third album is just like eh yeah who knows yeah <laughs> what is it oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're adding to that mystery uh, right i'm now, calling right it yeah? the second album but you can call it whatever you want yeah and like,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh yeah
4: From the way that her smile, wrap right from cheek to cheek, I could tell that she was the one who could say it me, but me, I know it was.
1: But yeah, the follow-up to that was Modern Grotesque, and mm. that's a fantastic record. Um, I, you know, that came out February of 2021. Um, mm-hmm. I guess in between was the Painting Myself a Darker Day. That was a different recording than what's on the album, or is it? Um, yeah, so, yeah, okay, so we you put that single out prior to Modern Grotesque. But
0: um. yeah, there's a there's a story to that one too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so we actually We're gonna do a split with a, another band and then so we went in the studio with them and we both recorded two songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded the instrumentals for Painting Myself a Darker Day and Sayaka. Um, we never ended up recording vocals. So we kind of sat on them for a whole year because that was the point where we didn't have a vocalist. Okay. Um, and then by that time, we had a lot more songs that we had written in that time. So we were kind of just ready to do an album at that point. Mm-hmm. And But we still had the old recordings and we didn't want to just like, basically waste them. So we're like, oh, let's just use them as a single versions.
3: Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. But so that's why there's different versions, um, and yeah, that um, we, yeah, we recorded like the actual album versions, and then the single versions like a year apart from each other.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, what was the process like making Modern Grotesque? Uh,
0: That was, so it was like, we had half the songs written by the time KZ joined.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So it was kind of like that situation of like half teaching somebody like songs that exist and then actually like writing with them for the first time. So... uh, it was kind of like learning how to be a band again, mm-hmm. in a sense.
1: Uh, Why do you say that? Just because of, like, working with...
0: Yeah, just, just, a, to... just a different circle. Okay. Of, you know, different like lineup the process of, yeah. Yeah, and, like, we we had, like, an, another vocalist, like, in the interim between Casey oh, okay. and my granddad, too, and that crashed and burned. Uh also, the thing I can't speak on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, yeah, a lot of the songs, like, were written during that time, so we were just, like, mm-hmm. frustrated with them, so it was a lot of just like, oh, finally, we can have these recorded, and, like, just do with mm-hmm. them, and, again, like, painting and say, being could a whole year old at that
1: point, too. Yeah, like, you were just anxious to, yeah,
0: and then we were working with a label, and, uh, so we were supposed to, release vinyl with it like out the gate that never happened so we ended up having to do like a self-release for it Mm -hmm. which was fine but it was rough when uh you have a week of prep time before the release date to try to have it come out on time so yeah it was kind of like uh hey it's within a week of release and i don't see it on spotify should it Oh, so you it were like... already be there? And it was like, oh. And I was like, okay, uh, I guess we're doing it ourselves.
1: Wow, okay. Uh, so, so you had to, yeah. like, scramble to try to get it up. Yeah,
0: and so it was literally, that. like, I'm just, like, at work, like, trying Uploading to, like... To yeah, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just the, the silliest mm-hmm. chain of events. Um, but recording it was cool because it was my first, like, legit album that i've like been a part of or mm-hmm. writing or whatever in that sense like i've done that ep but it mm-hmm. wasn't like anything compared to mm-hmm. what this was yeah <clears throat> uh we and did we, you
1: who did you do that with was it with that well? uh
0: no that this was with uh ryan stack and okay uh, i think sound floor was the studio it was up in derry new hampshire okay um I think it just shut down actually, but uh, yeah, so if we recorded Martin Grotesque there, uh, Anthony stabbed himself in the leg with a box cutter at work the week of him tracking drums. So Anthony actually tracked drums with an infected leg wound
3: Whoa! Uh,
1: <laughs> for that album. <laughs> Like, you could
0: hear it, you know? <laughs> well, he had to, like, actually, like, alter some of his, like, his, like, kick patterns because it was his right one, so. Wow. What was it? I don't know. I don't remember. But, yeah, no, he was, like, he's an electrician. He was at work, and he was, like, cutting open some box or whatever, and he just and went, just... and he was, like, ah. <laughs> and got, like, nine stitches in his leg. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was he, like I kind of like felt bad for that point because like he was straight up just like hobbling from his like throne to the control room to like listen back on takes and just like limping <laughs> across the entire studio. Yeah, he was, he
1: was a trooper. He got it yeah. done. I gotta uh, say, I'm a, <laughs> a huge fan of him. I'm a drummer and uh, just a huge, huge fan mm-hmm. of him. And it's growing hearing those things, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's rad, you know. Mm. Um, so next time I see him, we'll share some. Tried some war stories of hurting ourselves while playing drums, or hurting ourselves and then playing <laughs> yeah. drums, you know? But, yeah. yeah, and uh, he, he always like, loved how
0: um, like, uh, Stack like made the room for drums too. Mm-hmm. Was, like the, the, the live room the, for that, the drum room at the studio, was, it was a really cool room. It was like you yeah. had these wooden rafters kind of like running across, and then he uh, would always like build this like tunnel for like the kick drum
1: okay. Like it
0: would come out I don't out know what like that like recording or... method is called, but just like two giant like baffles that are basically just like walls on the sides of it and just like makes a tunnel and like a cannon for the Yeah. I don't know what it does to the sound waves, but apparently it does something cool.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah. Nice. Uh and yeah, I mean from my view, watching that come out um or just seeing the response to it online, it was um, it's just really cool to see like, it, you know, people were o- almost like instantly calling it like an album of the year and like this.
0: Yeah. So I it was like, <laughs> just
1: kind of like to get your impression of that, you know, mm. just hearing it now was like probably this more hectic time and didn't have any of those like types of expectations, but no. just, I mean, hearing it, I was a fan <laughs> from it the second that I heard it. Um, but just seeing other, other people just really, um. Kind of spread the word and, and see their response just in the comments of social media and mm. everything else like that was pretty amazing so yeah how did it feel having that that out
0: uh it, it was cool it was like the first time i ever felt like like people gave a shit mm-hmm. about like music i've made yeah uh which is an interesting feeling uh because yeah like you said i was absolutely this exhausted and uh <laughs> a lot of other emotions at the time of just uh this did not go the way it was planned or it was supposed to go and Mm -hmm. it's like but yeah it was was, honestly it's like a lot of relief that was like okay it's not all for nothing like because like our joke the entire year was like this this album's cursed like oh really there's just always something like trying to make it stop like Mm -hmm. whether it's anthony stabbing his leg uh us having our vocalist to do it uh having a label uh <laughs> like yeah yeah just everything back to back to back uh covid hit the weekend we finished recording the album <laughs> we were all uh well i think it was just me justin and anthony but we were sitting at a bar like after we finished recording and it we was like you know that'd be like crazy if was like should just like lock down though but like yeah we got this done and like we woke up the next day and it was just like oh everything's on lockdown and we we're like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) so so you're you did that it was you guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah we are like yeah it's either that or like anytime we go on tour like some politician dies or something so we're just like god we just so much is going on I think like John McCain died or something like on our first tour
1: oh wow okay (laughs) so
0: (laughs) it's like oh another curse that we can add to the dream world name yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I mean the the record did, you know, eventually see you know physical release. Like I mean, you worked with Illuminate My Heart, My Darling. It did some tapes, uh,
0: right? Yeah, Matt Mild. made out some tapes for us, uh, which so, are pretty
1: cool. I'd have one of the swirl ones, but uh,
0: yeah, I kept uh, kept budging and trying to make make a second pressing of it. But
1: come on, man. too busy. I don't know.
0: I don't know what I don't know what that's about. Uh, <laughs> they sold out. They yeah.
1: did good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, Matt.
0: Come on. Come on. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, so, like, it took us a bit to do vinyl for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, Old Press reached out, and, uh, yeah, we agreed to do things with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're even, like, an entity at all anymore. I know we've been handed over to Acrobat to handle the rest of the vinyl distribution and all that. Okay. So if you're trying to contact a person to find something you didn't get or something, you're gonna have to talk to them. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Side note.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a second pressing of Modern Grotesque now. Actually, uh, it should be available online soonish or nowish or I don't know. I know the first one sold out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking for more, there should be copies. I don't know how you find it. I. I've been too busy with the new album.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on to the next one, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that. Yeah, it was a really. That was like a. It felt like a starting career album, kind of.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: M- Montagotest, the the cursed album that. Yeah. Did good.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's cool. Yeah, I'd highly recommend checking that one out. Um, but yeah, just before even before we move on, just uh, your guitar sound with that record. I mean, you kind of mentioned it, of just having that like Midwest emo sound of some things. Was that what you were bringing into that record? Because I just want to bring that up just as almost like a starting point because Mm. the guitars on the new album are Mm, different. They're different (laughs) and they're, they're, uh, yeah. So just Uh, kind of set that as a.
0: Yeah, like honestly, at that time, like one of my favorite bands probably was like Tiny Moving Parts. So okay. I was just constantly having, like, stupid noodly riffs in yeah. my head or stuff. <laughs> um, but no, actually, I was, like, also listening to a lot of post-rock. Okay. So that's kind of, like, another reason why it's was a lot, like, lighter of mm-hmm. an album. Because I was just listening to a ton of, like, explosions in the sky. hmm And uh, uh, I'm not going to remember the name because um, it's off. It's happening on the spot. I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Cast too. Okay. 2. Um, yeah, so okay. Uh, this
2: like Will Destroy You.
0: That's the band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more uh, like
1: instrumental stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that I was like just like getting into like buying effect pedals and stuff mm-hmm. too. So of course I had to like go through that phase of my life. It was like, oh, this reverb has a low end to it. Yeah. <laughs> this one sparkles. <laughs> I yeah. have to play the pedal.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was just like buying a lot of toys and mm-hmm. making pretty sounds with them. Yeah. Um, but before we had KZ, we were just like writing light lighter in general. Cause okay. that just like was the range of our vocalist and just like the initial vibe we were going after. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, once we had KZ, we have always like been shifting like heavier and heavier, it feels like. Okay. Uh, just because, I mean, dude's kind of just like an animal. So, you yeah. kind of have to play like an
1: animal <laughs> with him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you that, just have that kind of vibe on stage of just kind of pacing and, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, and it's also just like more fun to yeah. play things that you don't have to concentrate so hard on and like uh and like get back to like having all like messing with all the effect pedals and stuff yeah. there's always like a lot of tap dancing you know like changing effects and like between parts where it's like oh we're like super sparkly clean and pretty here yeah and I like gotta go jump to that I just I got tired yeah I didn't want to keep doing that so I kind of have just been more so straightforwardly just playing with just like a normal straight dirty tone or yeah. just like and then like a basic a clean, clean tone tone or something. thing yeah. so it's just like easier to go back and forth from. Mm-hmm. um i think we've all collectively just gotten angrier too mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i think we ran out of like pretty things to do and yeah then we're just like upset gross and angry yeah yeah uh but we kind of all had to do our roots i think in mm-hmm. modern grotesque and that's really what just came out Thank
1: Yeah, we can yeah talk about the the new album now. In my saddest dreams, mm. I am beside you. Uh, just to kind of segue into that, which is out October twentieth, twenty twenty three. Um, yeah, you know this is coming out with uh, uh, Prosthetic Records, right? Which is yeah, uh, like kind of a you know pretty well respected metal label, right? Yeah, they're right? pretty cool. They had Lamb of God back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh how did you connect with them um
0: actually i think they reached out when we were like in limbo with modern grotesque
3: oh,
1: okay
0: uh, with vinyl uh I, yeah I, it is like emailed us one day and we we're like hey album's pretty cool notice it's not on anything do you want it to be? And we're like, oh shit man, we just answered the email a month before this agreeing to another label. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bummer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if anything happens in the future, and we're like,
3: okay. Yeah, yeah. And
0: so, we wrote another album we're like, hey, you still interested? And they're like, yeah. That rolls. Yeah, so then we got assigned to them and then we had to finish writing an album because now we were had somebody to write an album for,
1: mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah, did it feel different? Like, almost like this is a very uh, cohesive uh, album, but it like, mm. I don't know, like listening to it, um, I don't know, like some initial thoughts is that it kind of takes you on a journey. Like the, the first yeah. 30 seconds of the first song mm-hmm. and the last 30 seconds of the last song, it, it's a, it's a it's a wild place yeah. that it will take you yeah. in and, and in between and i mean that in like the best way um you know but yeah the, the mm. first song starts off in a, in a much different thing i mean i know uh, kz has like you know done some more singy parts but right. it just it comes off and you know what you m- might not expect mm. but then it you know it hits you with what is a, you know
0: yeah he, he always thing, complains about singing and then like creates What's- a bunch okay. of singing parts. And it's like, dude, you, you do it to yourself, man. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. I think it sounds It's great, good though. It's great. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why you
4: complain about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's your own yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but was that something like that, that come, that came together? I mean, you were talking about being at the barn and, and being able to have like, afforded to like yeah. spend a bunch of time. So, were you writing like, we're going to write an album. We're going to create these. Um, Typical
0: to Dreamwell, we can never just like do something simply, yeah, okay. uh, or like in a straightforward way. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it was like a pandemic. Basically, we basically started writing songs uh, that, like, yeah, I mean, that winter after the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. um, Justin moved to Iowa. To pursue a PhD. Okay. Because uh, he got a scholarship there. And so he went and chased that money because that's what you do. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting writing with someone that is halfway across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when the main practice space is theirs. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another little twist in the yeah in the machine um but it was cool uh we kind of wrote the album like a different section of the barn <laughs> throughout the year cause before Justin moved to Iowa or he had moved to Iowa and he flew back for like Christmas break or something mm-hmm. um we started practicing in the kitchen because we th- thought it was like the biggest room of the house, so okay, we could h- each have a corner of the room and still technically be within COVID rules of yeah. like being social, distance. social distanced. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I had my amp up on the counter in the microwave, um, and yeah, Justin had Hope like there's
1: some pictures of this.
0: <laughs> there might be some <laughs> floating around somewhere, I'm, or like a like a demo video of this, like yeah, RF yeah, or something. Um, yeah, and J- Justin had like that main first riff as like a bass riff that he like started writing. Oh, cool. As, like when he first moved out to Iowa cuz he's being a sad boy all alone in the cornfields of Iowa yeah. and writing sad bass riffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he brought that back and uh that was yeah, we like wrote the majority of that first song basically. Mm-hmm. Uh
3: how yeah. do you
1: how do you write as a band generally are you mostly in the riffs? Rooms? yeah but like are you just coming with riffs or is like yeah like it's kind of like is everyone bringing their own thing because I mean for those that are listening that aren't familiar right um I, I can't wait for you to hear the new album but it is the the songs I mean some of them are pretty direct mm. but you have several like six minute plus yeah. songs that are very complex that have interesting parts that have interesting little wrinkles in them and stuff so um how did those like come together were they written in in sections were they um you know Uh, was everyone kind of contributing their own pieces to it or or, yeah it's it's kind of
0: like all the above uh there's like a handful of songs where uh i i basically had like a loose skeleton Mm -hmm. Uh, most of the songs always start start as like a loose idea of like one or two maybe three riffs at most of just mm-hmm. like I'll come into practice or I'll uh, we'll come in or Justin will come in and any of the string players will be like oh yeah I got this part whatever and like we'll jam on it and be like okay I think it goes with this part and then we'll play that part and then we'll be like okay that works or we'll be like uh needs need something in between and then mm-hmm. we'll, like we'll write a part that like fits in between there and that's like how most yeah. of the more bridgey parts happen okay or almost like Entirely in the room, and there's like a new part altogether that didn't exist before. That Um, some just start off as a single riff and grow from there. Um, All like all towers in the equilateral room. That song was me and Anthony basically wrote it in his basement while Justin was gone in Iowa. Yeah, and I think Aki was probably like in California with her family or something, and so it was just us two for that weekend for some weird reason, and, uh, it's like I had that like beginning like fast riff kind of thing where I just like wrote because I was like, oh, this is like really like fast and like cool or whatever. Was, like mm-hmm. you don't have any of this shit going on, <laughs> um, and then I was like showing Anthony it, and he was like, yeah, that's cool, and it was like. And we were joking around. He's like, oh, but what if we just, like... Then it just, like, went really slow and it was, like, just a doom part. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the, the joke is, like, Anthony just doesn't know how to play doom drums because he's playing millions of notes, like, yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, just, like, less notes sometimes. Yeah, and, Like, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> so it was kind of, like, me just, like, teaching Anthony doom drums in the room. I'm just, like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 like, less beats. Yeah. No, Note less beats. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that yeah. works. Just, then, <laughs> just
2: kick, snare. <laughs> and, just that, yeah. <laughs> so we
0: were just kind of like messing around, just like yeah. having fun, not really like taking it seriously. And I was like, ah, it's kind of like a kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, I think like KZ showed up eventually just like, yeah, that, that's cool. I could like do things with that. I was like, oh, we were like kind of joking. I was like, no, that's, that's cool. We knew that. I was like, oh, okay. Nice. So that's kind of how that one... Because that was even, like, one where, we were like, are we playing this, like, part too long? And it was like, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It grooves. No.
1: <laughs> That's the stuff that I find interesting uh, with the songwriting. Um, that, yeah, there are those, like, repetitive parts that are, mm. like you know, they, they lock in. It's almost I don't know, droney is like the wrong word, but it just hit because of the repetition. Like if it was only like a few times, it would, it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but just that it, uh, that repetition, yeah, it does draw you in and, um, it can, like when it goes to the next part, it just, mm-hmm. it has that more, you know, drastic change to it. And yeah, um,
0: and we typically like figure out how many parts just like by playing it together and be like, was that too long? Was that too short? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Try it five times. I it nine times. Okay, definitely not nine times. Try yeah, eight yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, Basically, just playing version point one, version point three, version point four, versions of songs until we're finally like just all in the room, like happy and not arguing with each other anymore. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's that, yeah, this works. This is fine. This is a song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's songs like "Obelisk of Hands" where I just I buy a new amp and I bring it home and the first thing I play out of the amp is that riff and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Okay. Yeah. Like I didn't write this. I just kind of played this. Oh, like it just like, kind of came yeah, through. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. how a lot of the riffs start is where like, I'll come home and it's like midnight and I grab my guitar and i like, oh shit, I need to record this because it's kind of cool. Yeah. And then I'll like, yeah, pick it up at practice next weekend or something and yeah, make it grow.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's cool. Um, um,
0: Play Town Beat. KZ wrote, like, acapella originally. Like, he wrote all the lyrics, and then we were in the room, and he was like, what if we wrote around the lyric structure? And I'm like, okay. So then we did that.
3: I love that. So that was, that was awesome. interesting.
0: That was something yeah. that we've never done before. Like, any of us, like, individually either. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it
1: seems not too common in the style of music, you what know, <laughs> you're doing of, like... Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of, like, fill in the blanks. It was just, like...
0: I think this would be a cool riff, maybe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you were just trying to essentially like match the yeah. the emotion that that. Yeah, Casey it was, was kind of like this, like, of like us standing
0: yeah. in the square, and it was like, okay, Casey, do the embarrassing acapella version of the song, and then it's like, oh shit, okay. And yeah, like, yeah, It's just like <laughs> just empty vocals, you know, and you just like hear an empty vocal take, and you just can't help but like not take it seriously. Yeah, <laughs> It just yeah. like felt like that for a bit, We're like, okay, no, it's just. This is, this is a heavy song, it's gonna be cool. i like, gay composure. Like, Room of Clouds was an old acoustic song that KZ wrote. Okay. And randomly, just, like, one day, I was like, hey, I don't, like, ever want to be the person to, like, bring full songs and, like, expect you to do anything with it, but this might be cool in whatever style that you guys play. Uh Uh-huh. Go at it. And so we basically, like, converted it to Dreamwell. Yeah. That was... That one was, like, more so, like... That one was fun because... KZ was almost like orchestrating what we were playing, in mm-hmm. a sense. Whereas like, you know, it just started out as a single acoustic that had like two missing strings on it.
1: Oh wow! And <laughs> so I was
0: just like, oh yeah, if we can, if we can do that. And so, uh, like specifically with the drums, Anthony the whole time he was just like, Dude, I don't know, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to like. I don't know what your vision is here like I don't know what the play for the song is so weird with drums like <laughs> it, there's no beat yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I'll just show you I'll just like tell you where to do it in the like control room or whatever yeah and yeah like, so there's just a lot of points where he's like okay he's like he's playing drums he's like I think that's right that's cool yeah
1: wow yeah and
0: yeah, yeah it was, but most of the other songs are all just like bring riffs to the room and build off of them and off of them Mm-hmm. uh the fun thing that happened with this one was that we actually did end up writing the first song first and then the last song last. Oh, wow, okay. And so that was like a happy accident in the beginning because we didn't like plan on making that. Well, I didn't, but I think eventually Casey uh, was like, no, this song has to be the first song of the album. It sounds like exactly what it would be to be the next new song that Dream would put out after Modern Grotesque and I was like okay yeah sure that's that's the first song of the album yeah sure. yeah um, and then like the last few we were actually kind of like starting to get on a time crunch because it was like the end of the summer before mm-hmm. recording and we had like a hard deadline It was like I right, gotta write a song a week for the next four weeks yeah okay and we ended up doing that <laughs> yeah so that was like the only time we've also like felt like, oh shit, we have like a deadline to like get this shit done. We have to do it
1: because you just had like the studio time booked and like, yeah, just basically. Go. And, and where, this one was done in Massachusetts, is that right? Uh, not the same studio as Modern Grotesque. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. Cool. I and gotcha. uh, Ryan Sack did it too. Uh,
0: just a different, different mastering engineer. I okay, know, I don't remember. Because
1: how long did it take you to record it? Uh, two weeks. Okay, I think. We, uh,
0: well, yeah, I mean, we each do, like, Anthony had two days, Justin had two days, I had two days. I think Aki did, like, three days for guitars. Um, all, like, the extra, like, features were all done out at, like, other studios Uh and stuff. Like, we didn't bring them in to do it. Um, and then KZ tracked all the vocals in, like, four hours. Wow. He ate... Half a dozen donuts. What and, kind of donuts? Um, like vegan. Okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever ones are up near Dairy <laughs> Or I think I, actually yeah. I think like he like went up the main like earlier like the the day before and like went to Lovebirds or something okay. maybe and like came back down.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: there's a fucking dozen donuts and he's like, right, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, dude, you just what do you mean you're ready? Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, yeah. <laughs> and fucking went into the booth and just ripped out all the fucking vocals in four hours wow yeah ridiculous
3: (laughs) yeah
1: that is (laughs) legit ridiculous
0: (laughs) absurd uh yeah it was it was fun though because um and like we we pre pro'ed the album like before we went to the studio Mm -hmm. so like we did that with Aki at her studio Mm -hmm. um we kind of did that for modern grotesque too it's just nice to have all your tempos mapped out before going to the studio so you're not wasting time doing that yeah. With all yeah. Your money that you're spending. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so we always do that with Aki first. And then and that process is when uh, we kinda like figure out what the album flow is gonna be mm-hmm. and more like put the songs where they need to be. Yeah. And uh, the first two songs on the album was like kinda one song, but we were like Kind of feels like two songs, but mm-hmm. even though they had, like are seamlessly into each other, uh so like we made the choice to chop that into two, yeah um there's like that interludy song that like uh aki kind of wrote up, and then uh I interpreted parts for it, and it says like all the looping guitar parts mm-hmm. um yeah, and for like the most of like the like in between. Work and like, I guess, like, kind of like the, to produ- the production aspects of it is a lot of like Aki sitting there and like figuring out like uh the violins at the end of uh, is that at the end of Light time Which one is that at the end of where? Oh, is that Towers? Is that the one that's coming out next week that nobody knows yet? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so like the violins at the end of that, that's uh, her playing that in her studio. So like she kind of like came up with that ending that goes into obelisk. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I think we all also like have the same mindset of like an album should be an album.
3: Yeah.
0: Like if you're gonna sit down and listen to an album, it should be a full listening experience. Yeah. Uh, because I kind of hate when like albums are just like mixtapes. Yeah, or sounds like there's, there's a collection of songs. Yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah. Anything or is it like uh? Yeah, like the song but like i don't remember where it is in the album kind of deal yeah um yeah so we're all big into that so we that's
3: what we do yeah no it feels like a complete <laughs>
1: album um i mean honestly it you know uh i'm older um mm-hmm. but it kind of like harkens back to like early dillinger escape plan mm-hmm. like calculating infinity or like early cave um and when you're just kind of saying you know the album like um, you know, Until Your Heart Stops and, like, that era, you know, Beyond Hyperthermia, like, those were, like, albums, you know, mm. like, where it was, like, I remember distinctly listening to that album, like, on my headphones and it all, like, the songs would go together and it'd be like, oh, yeah. this is, like, an experience more than just, like, here's, you know, 10 songs, 12 yeah. songs, or whatever, so, like, and okay. this is that, you know, like, you've been able to kind of capture mm. some of that stuff with also, at that same time, like, sounding new and sounding like your own band, but, like, as a as a fan of that stuff, like to be honest I'm not really a fan of those bands like they've kind of went in a different direction <laughs> yeah, sure. um but like that early stuff uh you know just really kind of hit mm. um so it's cool as a fan to be like oh this is like what I wish these you know <laughs> bands will make so yeah. if you're a fan of those bands you should check out Dreamwell
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah uh, Justin and I's like favorite album is uh Sing the Sorrow by AFI oh, Okay and so like uh, that's kind of the album that did it for me like for mm-hmm. the rest of my life this is like I just remember being like like a seven year old kid listening to music and the first time I ever like felt cinematic yeah if that makes any sense yeah and like, no, definitely so I was like oh this is like like yeah like the song ends but then like there's still like a story happening like yep. in between yeah. the songs there's like, like a segue like, or like, well, it leads into, like, into something, something else, else or, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah that's always been like my goal is like if I can like at least write something that comes close to that once in my life like i'll be happy yeah uh so yeah that's the root of all that
1: yeah well yeah this is a pretty special album um like honestly you know thanks for letting me check it out but i can't wait for it to come out because i have like a handful of friends (laughs) that i can't wait to text Mm. to be like you need to check this out just because of that stuff like it just it brings me back it has that connection yeah that's Um, awesome yeah, you did a fantastic job with this, but yeah, I mean, like, what are some of the other influences? And then, you know, mm-hmm. kind of from that, like, we touched on it just a little bit or kind of teased a little bit, but mm-hmm. like, I'd like to hear a little bit more about like your guitar sound on this, just because yeah, it is sure. it's different than mm-hmm. modern grotesque You know, or it almost has that like, yeah, again, early Dillinger mm-hmm. like angular like machine sounds versus just like you know, but it's super yeah. heavy, chuggy at times as well. So
0: yeah. Um yeah i'm the like the baby of the band so i'm only 26 but everybody else is like pushing 30 or past 30. yeah uh so <laughs> uh so i didn't know who botch was until like kz joined the band oh, okay yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so, like that was my introduction to like
3: yeah
0: weird like sporadic metalcore like that yeah, yeah. because i was I, i've I was, like, a pure just, like, mallcore, like, metalcore okay. kid, like, in middle school and high school. Yeah. Because, so like, everything I was listening to was, like, A Mice and Men and, like, Attack, Attack. Oh, okay. And Pierce the and Seamer Sirens. And it's, like, like yeah, the straight up just, like, metalcore, like, yeah. <laughs> scene bullshit. <laughs> um, so being introduced to, like, that kind of metalcore is, like, oh, yeah wait there's a cool metal core cool
1: <laughs> yeah uh, so I mean, some of that yeah early botch stuff like, yeah so stuff i was, was like this
0: basically went down a wormhole of everything related to that
3: yeah
0: and it also it was like funny too because i was just like while i was like listening to botch or whatever i'd hear like someone's weird like the l4 like action stuff and I'd be, like oh that's kind of like that's kind of like what the dude from, like, Minus the Bear does. That's that's crazy. And then fucking, like, one day, Casey was like...
1: That is a guy from... My Motherfucker, that
0: is... That is Bosch, man. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. See, I listened to a shit ton of Minus the Bear in middle school and high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea this was his other band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, so, otherwise, my uh, other... Influence of just like heavier music is just like other like deathcore like Suicide Silence and like Bring Me the Horizon and all that, mm-hmm. um, but I've never wanted to be like that chuggy like mm-hmm. super metally. That's kind of like the line I try to like ride constantly. Just like I guess you you could consider it metal, but like I try to keep it still within like the hardcore like yeah more more rock <laughs> side than like the metal um so
1: yeah like with the guitars themselves like i was um how are the decisions made on that for those sounds and like and then even i guess with that like what is your like relationship with writing guitar parts with aki as well as the
0: uh, yeah so that, that's, that was like, more so like when i was uh, like I was saying earlier with Mono Grotesque I was, like, kind of got sick of using pedals. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, if I just got good and learned how to make weird noises with this guitar itself. Yeah. Then I don't to do all- style Yeah, stuff. and yeah. like I like, like uh, grew up like loving raging Against yeah. this machine and all that. So yeah. it's like and, and I've never I'm more of like a rhythm player. I've never been like like blazing like, solos. Yeah, I've never had that <laughs> yeah. ideal to yeah. ever want to do that I, yeah. I love the this like sneak melodic stuff into rhythm parts mm-hmm. I, I think it's a lot more fun and interesting and i just i don't like playing one string at a time kind of is what it comes down to yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I like to hit as many as i can um so yeah it was really just like kind of listening more to like botch and all that and be like oh yeah no they like they're doing all this shit and they just have their like amp distortion tone like there's no like crazy weird pedals making this shit happen like, yeah yeah you just gotta get good so <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I did i like that summer after Modern Grotesque I was just like constantly learning like every time I die songs mm-hmm. and this yeah just every like just diving into math core and just like I just, I just need to be a better guitarist Mm-hmm. And just yeah, just kind of trying to push myself to write more riffs than just like sections of chords. Uh, okay, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, just more
0: intentional with like the pieces that you're writing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and uh, as far as like recording goes, too, I use two different amps between the recordings and like setups. Um, and I think
1: like you played through two amps that
3: uh two, or? two
0: separate ones. So okay. on the Mono grotesque, I had my twin reverb that I used, okay. but on, uh, in my sad streams, I used my carbon X 100 B, which is like a JCM 800 type amp and, uh, just uh, a long sword made by electronic audio devices, uh, endeavors out of Boston. Uh, Thank you, Science John, for making the best distortion pedal on the face of the earth. Um, that is my tone. That is just how heavy that thing sounds, and it's That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. And I think Ryan Stack like did some fancy extra tracking on my guitars, so it just sounds bigger in general.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think on Modern Grotesque we kind of like hard, not hard panned, but like mostly just like panned one side, Miyanaki. Yeah, okay. whereas on this one we have more like my rhythm parts on both sides and like sometimes even like a third down the middle yeah with like Rocky more centered so just in general for like going into recording we wanted it to sound bigger yeah and let's pay more attention to that
1: Yeah, well, some exciting stuff. Um, definitely recommend checking out the new album. Uh, again, available October 20th on vinyl, on CD, digitally. Uh, there's some videos that are out, um, yeah. and then looks like you're going to be heading out on tour in November, correct? Yeah. Um, but you also have a solo project, yeah. "Dwelling," that you know you put out. An EP, twenty nineteen, uh, that was recorded in a cabin. Yeah, it was uh, kind of on my something. iPhone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of like improv in a sense of like just like creating in that moment and, and just kind of documenting what that was. But you've continued to do that where you're where you are playing drums, you're playing you know instruments, like yeah, all the instruments and stuff. So, um, what has like spurred that project on? Um, just wanting to create, basically. Or? Yeah, I, I like the
0: like call that like my like garbage can project where it's just like um i mean i'm always playing instruments and stuff i like yeah. i like all genres of music i listen to all genres of music i don't always just write big heavy yeah, angry yeah. things like for <laughs> Dreamwell or screaming my fucking head off and yeah. media so yeah. uh yeah anything that doesn't fit any of those bills i like to just be like oh i can like and it's also like having constantly working with two bands all the time it's nice to have at least one outlet where I don't have to worry about anybody else's opinion yep. or thoughts or it's yeah I can it can be more stream of conscious and like, mm-hmm. it's like oh it's it, my little thing and I don't yeah. care what happens with it I just need to make something somewhere yeah um, currently I'm trying to like get access to my Bandcamp account for that actually, because oh, okay. <laughs> for some reason it's not linked to like my fan account. So anytime I try oh, okay. logging into it, it just brings me to my fan account. So I haven't been able to update the Bandcamp yeah, page yeah, in okay. like the last three years. Cause yeah, I just yeah. can't get to it. I like to send Bandcamp a email weekly. Like, Hey, I can't get into this. I know I'm using the proper email cause I'm getting emails about my stats every month yeah it's not logging me into it though when i use the mail. <laughs> yeah yeah uh so that's like a bummer definitely yeah. but um yeah and i it, and then, like you said about like playing other instruments and drums and stuff it i kind of also use it in a way to like teach myself other instruments okay uh yeah i guess i like, kind of filling that void of way back to like I never got that drum kit when I was yeah. seven years old. Like, but uh, now you well, have. I, right now. <laughs> yeah, now I can play another E kit in my apartment. It's yeah.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just fun to just make random shit on that and not have to really take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had more time, I'd like take it more seriously. But for now, it's really just like a bedroom project. Like, yeah. If I have time, I dump it into it, and yeah. yeah, it would be cool to like eventually make it be a full band type deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's like another thing' is like I would feel weird being like, hey you, I wrote this, just play this like, thing. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. want to like hire people,
1: but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's weird. It's a different vibe than um, creating together in a sense or whatever. but
0: but, but, but who knows? it could mm-hmm. could be a thing. I I like to call it like. Uh, are you familiar with like the into it over it?
3: Yeah, and yeah,
0: of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he just has like a million different bands. Yeah, yeah. I it's like to like call it like my into it, it yeah. over it band. Yeah. it's just like. Okay, but this this is still like oh, yeah. the main like thing that like you'll fall back. Yeah, or, like I feel like he falls back to. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Cool. That's about yeah. it.
3: Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but
1: I mean, again, it seems like you are staying pretty busy uh, just looking at the shows that come through I mean you're playing you know out of state pretty often playing in Brooklyn Um, just the music history nerd in me like getting to do like getting to play St. Vitus and have Mm. uh, Sonny record for Hate Five Six. like what that seems pretty
0: cool yeah that was like another thing that happened like right after the Modern Grotesque release where it's just like again it's like why like it's, it's weird that like things are happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I haven't had this much forward momentum before in my life ever. Like this is weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, there was that a uh, special thing that was it like coordinated ahead of time or was he just it, it like like, like, there it was like, hey I'm gonna shoot your set Yeah, I
0: think know? it was literally like just like a bullshit tweet that someone sent out just like, Hey we're gonna be here this day, it'd be cool if you're not busy and he was just like, Yeah hey, actually I think I have a whole in my schedule. I'll be there and it was like oh shit. Okay. Wow. Cool. <laughs> I mean it helped that there was a lot of other Cool bands playing that
1: yeah. Note. Like glassing, yeah. yeah glassing,
0: oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good night, that was fun. Yeah, I love uh, Saint Vitus. That venue is so so fun, so
1: good. Cool, um, but yeah, you're gonna be busy again. Everyone, you know, that's listening, please go out and support. Um, and uh, yeah, last question that I always ask, and it's a big one, but you can you know answer it any way that, that it hits you, just like you know, to this point, what would you say has been your greatest music accomplishment?
0: Touring across the country, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, meeting up with the world is in Texas was like the all shining moment of like, damn, like maybe I like finally made it. Cause like, the world is a beautiful place is a band I listened to, mm-hmm. like, entirely throughout like high school. Mm-hmm. And I had so much merch from them in general. It was just like one of my favorite bands, and actually, like just sharing a stage with them, and yeah. then them being amazing human beings, and just like being so many miles away from home, and just like feeling so much, just like love in uh-huh. rooms, just so far away from home. Uh, yeah, just, like, being able to build those connections into so many weird cities and make it there somehow just because people are buying T-shirts to get us to the next state for yeah. gas money. It's just, yeah, it's really cool just, like, to see people be affected by the music itself. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not, like, a ton of people coming out to shows yet, but it's really cool to see one or two people in a state you've never been to yeah. Come out and no words of uh, your shit. Like, yeah,
1: absolutely. it's
0: not something I'd imagine happen. Especially not like playing a show without going to bed. Like the first <laughs> the first night of the World Is show was the night after our tire blew on the van and me oh, and wow. Justin never went to bed. So they were just trying
1: to get it fixed to get
0: Yeah, it happened at like quarter of six in the morning, two hours out from Dallas and we ended up getting it fixed and getting to the venue and playing. But half of us never went to bed. And wow. so I played two shows on the <laughs> one night of sleep. It, yeah. Like I, I played that night in Dallas and like immediately went to the van. It's like knocked out for two hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, so I guess that would like playing two shows on a combined seven hours of sleep is kind of a crazy accomplishment for me. <laughs> yeah. Just, there's just the weird ones you don't think are going to happen that they mm-hmm. happen. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool. It's cool. And just as a, you know, what I was reminded of, just a quick shout out to Paul DeCiccio from Teeth Like Swords. Oh, who yeah. Prince, all your merch, he's done all my merch. Um, just Keeps like how dream like how
3: important that <laughs> stuff
1: is. I mean, people are probably annoyed with me talking about this stuff, but you like just said it unprompted mm. of just like, if you see a band, if they're on tour, like the buying merch and like actually like, buying physical music you know versus streaming and like yes it's a good thing to support and it's yeah. great that you guys have you know hundreds of thousands of streams of stuff but mm. um those streams aren't going to put gas in your tank when you're in texas uh <laughs> no um but someone buying some shirts um so yeah i just wanted to shout out paul for that and you know he put out you got to be part of the tour johnson 20th uh, anniversary yeah, that was, that subscription was cool series yeah. so um, yeah, Dreamwell has a has a song on this, like, ultra-rare 7-inch, um, so...
0: Yeah, that, that song we recorded with Modern Grotesque. Yeah. It was, like, part of the same studio session. Yeah. So we were, like, sitting on it for years, and when Paul, like, reached out, we were like, actually, yeah, we, we do have a song hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> well, oddly enough.
1: Yeah. Glad we saved it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly,
3: exactly.
1: Yeah. Lined up, so... Uh, well, Ryan this was really cool to get to speak to you and it's um, awesome yeah i'm super super excited about in my saddest dreams i'm beside you it's a fantastic album um like sincerely it is uh i'm Thank still you. trying to kind of wrap my head around all that's happening um so <laughs> it's a know, doozy. Uh, <laughs> you know please check that out um and then yeah if you're listening and you're not in rhode island or nearby um Check out Dream On Tour in November, and and in the future because you guys don't seem like you stop either, you know. And I'm sure don't, that once don't the record to. once the record comes out, um, you know the the record label seems like it's um, supporting you, and they'll probably get connected and do some more stuff. So
0: yeah, it's really cool to have a team working on an album yeah, for once, and not yeah. just like messaging friends at 2 a.m. like Hey, can
1: you uh, this is layout for me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you.